Welcome to Get Behind Fanny, a podcast dedicated to the behind-the-scenes stories of the music, the members, and the musicians influenced by the rock group Fanny, the godmothers of women who rock. Hi, everybody. It's Alice DeBeer here, Fanny's drummer. And as we move into our second year with the podcast, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to let everybody know that I'm having just as much fun this year as I had all of last year with Kristen and Byron. I absolutely agree. I'm mm-hmm. I'm Dr. Kristen Hilaire Glasgow. I am not only the daughter of Fanny's manager Roy Silver, but I just can't believe here we are on year two. And the only difference I would say is I think we're all a little bit more comfortable than where yes. we were this time <laughs> yes. last year. But oh, yeah. equally, equally having this much fun. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Always have a good time. And and I'm Byron Wilkins, a lifelong Fanny fan and webmaster of the Fanny Rocks website. And still, after a whole year, I'm still air drumming to the intro. Yeah. <laughs> you think, yes. You know, yes. Absolutely. Me too. Me too. I, I do air keyboards of Nikki's. Ah, there you go. You're, so. you're playing Nikki. Cool. Yeah. Alice, what part do you play? Kidding. Um, I think I'm playing <laughs> bass on that part. Yes, I'm, I'm the bass player. Yes. So we decided for this episode that we're going to travel back in time, 48 years mm-hmm. to be exact, to May and June 1973, when oh. Fanny was on the road in the UK. And you can read a lot about it from June's book, Land of a Thousand Bridges. And Alice, you provided a lot of the archives for June's book as well. And I just wanted Mm -hmm. to read a portion of the itinerary. So Fanny is in the UK. And Mm -hmm. on Saturday, May 26th, Fanny played at the Imperial College in London. The next day, Sunday, 527 in Croydon, also in London. Then the next day was Plymouth and then Newcastle on May 31st. It was Sheffield University. And it was during this time that Fanny did the Old Grey Whistle Test Mm -hmm. and also Mm -hmm. the Rock and Stock French footage. Both one was on June 4th, 73, and the Rock and Stock French footage was June 21st to the the 24th. So we thought it would be really fun on this episode to share some secrets and stories of Fanny and their photos and costumes and some little tidbits about their live performances during this time in the UK. Cool. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I think so too. Yeah. And the music that we chose uh, to explore, to Mm -hmm. add as a soundtrack, I guess it's, it is more than anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to use, is it really you? And I'm satisfied. Both of those songs are from the Mother's Pride album because Mm -hmm. this tour in 73 was in support of that album and to promote Mm -hmm. that album. So let's start with a little bit of Is It Really You for these time travels. I'm looking over A picture of my hometown lover I'm going west to make a name That's what I told him long ago And though he waited When I returned the spark had faded I got him in to see my show That was the best that I could do But it don't seem right 
I'm getting a much deeper appreciation for Mother's Pride the more we play it. Yep, absolutely. I am too. Yeah. This this song yeah. is beautiful. We've talked about Fanny being covered by other people and, you know, could it have been a hit or not? Mm-hmm. Not that this isn't perfect, but I so could hear Wings, Paul McCartney and Wings doing mm-hmm. this. This would oh, have yeah. been oh, yeah. phenomenal. An incredible yeah. cover, although I think it's just perfect the way it is. And, you know, since we're sharing <laughs> secrets about Fanny on the road here, yes. and that lyric basically uh, ends with, so <laughs> rip your clothes off, you know. Rip I my talk clothes to- off, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. I have a question for you, Alice. Actually, let me rephrase that. Boyd Harris, a longtime <laughs> okay. Fanny fan who probably saw you during this tour oh, yeah. in 1970. But it didn't rip my clothes off. No, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But he had a question about the photo of you on Mother's Pride, where you're lying on a bed and covered in nothing but pound notes. And Boyd wanted to know the background story, or I guess in this case, the front story of how this (laughs) photo came about. Well, you know, we didn't really, it wasn't very often that we had that kind of cash after a gig. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time we did. And for some reason we were playing around. Um, one thing when we were on the road, Fanny was, we weren't modest at all. Uh, I don't care if a roadie was in the room or the management was in the room. We walked around in our underwear, you know, or naked or whatever. So my girlfriend who was on the road with me on this, on this tour, um, we said, let's, Let's do something fun. So we covered me with money all, and we hid all the nasty bits. Yes, we did. But And took this picture. And, you know, years later or after, um, because Solid Gold was on that album, I thought it would have made a great picture sleeve had that oh, ever yeah. been a single. But it never would have been a single. So that's, that's cool. That's one thing. But... Um, when we went to put the Mother's Pride CD reissue together, mm-hmm. I thought, what a great place to hide that picture underneath <laughs> the CD so that when you pick up the CD, there I am in all of yep. my splendid golden <laughs> glory covered by pound notes. But, you know, anyway. Oh, I love it. So it could have been it could have been something for Solid Gold, but we're not playing Solid Gold on this podcast, this episode. Well, I, I, I don't know about that. Oh, come on, Byron. Come on, man. Come on. Oh,
All right. Thank you. Thank you, Byron. (laughs) Sorry, I just go. Hey, I can't resist, you know. Yeah. I'm a a smart ass at home. As as people have known for the past year, I'm a smart ass. But anyway, let me let me get this. See if I'm getting the uh, time straight here. Right. During this time of May and June in 1973. Yeah. You were in England. So is this when the photo on the roof of the Mother's Pride uh, sign with the Mother's Pride sign behind you taken? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was okay. that same spring tour um, that we did for Mother's Pride to support Mother's Pride. Yeah. Cool. It's funny. When I see that picture, all I see is how cold all of you look. <laughs> and people have commented that both oh, yeah. you and Nikki look pissed or miserable or whatever, but you just look cold to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, England in the spring is not Southern California. And it can be freaking cold and dreary and rainy and, you know, bleh. And I always kind of wondered, you know, when I when I look at that picture, it's like, why was that picture chosen? Most of our publicity shots were either posed or came from live gigs and we're almost always smiling and happy. And, you know, and yet here's this picture that is totally different. I'm scowling. Nikki's obviously shivering. You know, we've got this take no prisoners attitude. And I just kind of wonder, Kristen. Would this yeah. have been something your dad chose to do? That's interesting, Alice. I mean, I'm not sure. Let me preface that. I, I don't know. <laughs> However, my dad was very much in control of all of the photo shoots right. and what photos were put mm-hmm. out. All mm-hmm. of that was very strategic. And I, well, I have a question for you. This is 1973 and you're in England, right, Alice? Mm-hmm. And this to me really speaks to a kind of an early punk phase. Yeah. Right. Mm. The way you're looking, the way you're very not posed. Black right? and white. This is black and white. Oh, yeah. This yep. is very kind of dirty and raw. It almost strangely reminds me of the Pretenders first album. I know that's mm-hmm. very different and there's no yeah. sign behind them, mm. but just the way you're all interacting, it's much more real, if you will, than posed. Yeah. So um, it's just interesting to me. And the photo obviously was taken in 73 when you were there. Right. And and this was after the Mother's Pride album was already out. Right. So right. it had nothing to do with the album itself. It was just promoting the album. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know who found that big sign, but somebody found it because Mother's Pride was that inexpensive bread, kind of like Wonder Bread in mm, the United okay. States. And since we were on tour promoting the Mother's Pride album, the picture mm-hmm. opportunity came and it was it was perfect. It fit, you know? Yeah, it really did fit. But you're you're asking a really great question because I, I too am now really curious about the timing of that photo because you're right, Alice. I mean, he he would have I don't yeah. think my father would have gone this direction. And it makes me wonder because this was also at the moment where the band was starting to be a little bit sexier with your outfits. This is right. the tour mm, where you were all tour. wearing yep. the coins and all of that. And I say that because this may come as a surprise to the listeners, but it was not my dad's decision to kind of glam and sex you guys up. Okay. He That was much more the record execs who wanted oh. to do that because sales were lagging. Right. And my dad oh, felt okay. it kind of cheapened the idea of Fanny. Mm-hmm. And if anything, he felt that it fed into the idea that Fanny was a gimmick or a novelty, 
you know, a bunch of females yeah. playing. Okay. And yeah. so I don't know, maybe my dad was trying to go for a whole other idea with you on top of the Mother's Pride CD. Mm-hmm. You know, this take no prisoners photo would have affirmed to an audience that you guys were bona fide musicians, you know, not just eye candy. We could go out to move it. You know, speaking of that picture um, mm-hmm. and how it was black and white and punk and scowling and, and kind of take no prisoners. Imagine this is the same tour, like you said, that we're wearing those costumes. And maybe mm-hmm. your dad said, let's show a picture that is the exact opposite of mm-hmm. them walking on stage in these glammed up costumes. Show mm-hmm. them as a real raw rock and roll band. Just a thought. I don't know. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I, it totally I, makes sense. Absolutely. And again, yeah. he he made these decisions. Yeah. Everything was yeah. calculated. Oh, yeah. And I, I recently found, and I wanted to share with you from mm-hmm. uh, my dad's unpublished autobiography, there's a really funny story that he told about Mother's Pride and getting money for the tour. And I would love to share it with you. So do. let's great. do. Yeah. This I'm is my it. dad's writing. So he says, quote, when Fanny finished Mother's Pride, I went to Warner Brothers to see Joe Smith, who was the exec VP of the label, to get a $50,000 advance for publicity. Joe declined my request, stating that the company had sunk all the money it could into the album. So I left his office, and a few hours later, he called me at my office and told me to come back to Burbank. I drove back to Warner Brothers. I sat back down in Joe's office, and he leaned over his desk and said, Roy, listen, I'm going to give you the $50,000 on one condition. My dad said, whatever you want. Joe said, I went down to the executive bathroom and I lifted up the seat so I could pee. And there's a fucking sticker down there that says, get behind Fanny. If you promise me you won't ever put another Fanny sticker in this building, I'll give you the 50. Close quote. And then he added at the end, I took Fanny on tour through England for 30 days. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So nice. yeah. that's nice. where the money came from. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to remember that this was the fourth album and it was the final album that was under contract. Mm. We didn't know, was there going to be another album to support with a tour? We had no idea, mm-hmm. you know, but your dad's antics and I used to call it <laughs> tap dancing and Roy had I think one of the finest tap dances in Hollywood you know managerial (laughs) tap dancing you know but to get money to promote the album and support the tour we did that final tour with Roy's tap dance the four of us the original four it was the last UK tour wow wow just yeah. incredible. So let's get back to those sexy costumes that you were wearing <laughs> yeah. on yeah. the last tour in the UK. Do you know what I remember uh, vividly during mm-hmm. this time is what? being little little Kristen watching you in the dressing room <laughs> and Jeannie taking out the glue that she would put on the back of the rhinestone and then place it on the middle of her forehead. Mm-hmm. And she'd have to hold on to it for about a minute to make sure that the glue stuck and of course i had to do that too i would take a smaller rhinestone and do it in the (laughs) middle of my forehead getting ready for the act (laughs) and alice i know i've asked you this before but why do i remember a british seamstress being Mm -hmm. the one responsible for fanny's costumes because you told me it was the warner brother costume department so remind me again who the british seamstress is you mean the unknown British seamstress? Oh. <laughs> Kristen, yes. loves, Kristen loves these mysteries, these unknowns. But who it's made another mystery game. British seamstress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, her, her name was Mandy. Right. Okay. And she was our wardrobe mistress on the tour. She traveled with us. She did the laundry. She made sure that my coins were shiny. There was a, a liquid silver polish that mm. it s- smelled horrible because <laughs> the tarnish on the coins from my sweat they'd get tarnished all the times and probably two or three times during that tour she'd have to take the coin top and dip it in and leave it you know shake it around a little bit in this inch or two inches of polish and then pull it out and they came out just glittering but wow. you know since wow. the costumes were made by warner brothers costume department mm-hmm. uh they held together pretty well you know, so there were few, if any, repairs, but Mandy would have done them, you know. Mm-hmm. And June says now and has said that she hated those outfits, but I don't remember her hating them at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki, on the other hand, was not willing to wear an outfit like that. And as glam as we could get, Nikki was a pink tank top with rhinestones all over it. You know, if Nikki had had her way, I mean, she probably would have performed in that neon orange (laughs) fake fur jacket that we called the orange gorilla suit. I know. I know she would have. (laughs) I actually really like that coat. I know you say I'm crazy, but I think it's kind of cool. But (laughs) I'm I'm glad you think it's cool. You cannot have I do. Oh, oh, come on. (laughs) But it's interesting about Mandy because that's probably why I thought your costumes were designed by this British seamstress, Mandy, Mm -hmm. because I remember going over to her flat with my dad and Jeannie and there was laundry. Your laundry was hanging. She had an ironing board set up. She was ironing some of your clothing and she was measuring Jean for something. I don't remember Mm. what. So, yeah. So mystery solved. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, obviously I never saw this tour in England uh, because I was stuck in the cornfields of Illinois. You know, but later on, when images of these costumes, you know, started showing up on the internet, I, for one, was, I was kind of appalled by them at first, you know, 
And in my opinion, it just cements, you know, now this is me as a fan that, you know, just cements how your record company had no idea how to handle you as a group. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. even as a 16 year old, I was 16 in 73. I would have thought that the idea that would have hit me was like, you guys are desperate. Okay. Let's put him in some skimpy outfits. Yeah. But with skimpy mm-hmm. outfits in mind, I have yes. a question for you, Alice. Yes. <laughs> but I'm not sure how to ask it, shall we say. <laughs> uh, delicately, Byron. Ask it delicately. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> here goes. What was it like playing drums in that coin top? Oh, oh Byron, thank God. You know better than to ask me what it was like to play drums as a girl. Oh, that's a better question. How about that? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, but seriously, mm-hmm. you know, that coin top was comfortable in every way, except <laughs> for the nipple pinching, Ooh. which is why Ow. I went through Ow. so many plasters, or as Americans know them, band-aids, to cover mm-hmm. my nipples because the coins were looped together with itty, itty bitty little, <laughs> <laughs> and they pinched. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, nothing worse than that. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Well, how do I ask this delicately? So the Band-Aids were to cover your nipples to prevent them from, from pinching? Uh-huh. Or so that your nipples wouldn't show to an audience or both? Uh-huh, 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 both. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, you know, this is 1973. Yeah. And... Women were held to a different standard. You couldn't wear something so revealing on stage. But these are, those are the outfits that they, uh, the British, well, whoever managed the Palladium, said were too sexy. And uh-huh. we were banned from performing at the Palladium because of those outfits. Really? I was, yeah. Yeah. I was recently reading in June's book, she has the clip of Fanny being banned. So I wanted to read it to uh-huh. all of you. It says, Fanny were banned Okay. We're banned. That's interesting. Fanny were banned by the London Palladium from appearing at the theater last Sunday because of their stage costumes and heavy rock act. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I think gosh. the last part is so funny. Since Slade appeared at the Palladium at the beginning of the year, when the balcony nearly collapsed under the weight of stamping feet, the theater has been extremely cagey about allowing rock bands to appear there. Uh, uh-huh. A spokesman for the Palladium declined uh-huh. to comment on the Fanny ban, but a spokesman for the group said, quote, apparently they were banned from appearing at the theater because the management there considered the girls' costumes too sexy, close quote. Uh-huh. Not uh-huh. sure what the weight of the balcony has to do with your costumes, because they probably <laughs> yeah. weighed nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And banned. Man, I can't imagine. That must have stung. So, I mean, so how did you guys feel about being banned? It it did sting, Byron. And and Uh I think that we were pretty pissed off about it because it just pointed out once again, like I say, that double standard between what was Uh acceptable for a male Uh musician and what was acceptable for us. It was made clearer by being banned. You know, we felt, Uh okay, here's another damn door we still have to (laughs) knock down, you know, and it was getting really tiring. Having to knock those doors down, you know, no matter Mm -hmm. how accomplished we were as musicians or what we looked like, nobody questioned any of the guys, their antics, their costumes, their nudity. Think Jim Morrison, you know, Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. for example, singing something like, you know, Light My Fire, which is clearly about sex, you know, Mm -hmm. but we're chastised for stage costumes, you know, and singing about sex. We had to be pretty cryptic. I like to shake your hand You're a kind and 
those lyrics you know of course they were about sex but i love the fact (laughs) that nikki opens up the song with i'd like to shake your hand you're a kind and gracious man and you'd be any mother's pride you know it's a fantastic diversionary lyric you know or tactic to not reveal Mm -hmm. exactly why he would be any mother's pride yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. I've been thinking about it since talking about with Fanny being banned that, mm-hmm. you know, it was the timing of all of you emerging on the scene. You couldn't be taken seriously as just musicians when you were wearing mm-hmm. T-shirts and jeans or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Then the record execs, you know, sex sells. So they tart mm-hmm. you up a bit and oh, yeah. then you get banned. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it just kind of feeds into not being taken as seriously. It's like you couldn't win. You know, my yeah. dad couldn't win. They couldn't all of you it's just the timing was just really off yeah, yeah. It, it really was and 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 we did feel like we couldn't win like you say you couldn't wear sexy outfits you couldn't not wear sexy outfits you know we were caught in the middle of that but mm-hmm. um once we came on stage in those outfits it went from what had been a roar of funny 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 <laughs> to including wolf whistles and that hadn't really oh. happened yeah when we were in jeans and t-shirts wow. we didn't get wolf whistles yeah wow wow yeah. well i i know i've mentioned this before but it's worth repeating that even with those added wolf whistles mm-hmm. my my dad was always stunned at the fact that male fanny fans were just so painfully shy to yeah. approach the four of you to yeah. talk to you to hit on you mm-hmm. and i was just thinking imagine not only these guys <laughs> being intimidated by your musicianship right that's already mm-hmm. incredible let alone talking to you while you're practically wearing nothing so there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of hard to talk to a woman with her nipples showing. It's like, hello. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Band-Aids, Byron. Band-Aids. Band-Aids. Well, yeah. Yes.
Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Another hit single that, you know, just amazing. You know, that it wasn't a hit. Did you hear those fat, meaty drums on that song? <laughs> fat, really fat, fat drums. drums. <laughs> all of it is pretty fat you know yeah. No, yeah. It, it's a rocking song man it's it a- really is yeah. so alice do you want to share a few secrets of being on tour in the uk again it's may and june of 1973 how about well, some get behind the scenes with the girls um i've got a couple i think um i remember we played oxford mm-hmm. at one of the colleges and it was probably their May ball, you know, very formal and she and everything. Actually, they were all drunk as skunks, probably, you know, it, it was pretty raucous. But they had given us two uh, rooms to use as dressing rooms. Oh, okay. And so we go in and we're changing and putting makeup on and doing all that kind of stuff. And we find their pajamas under their pillows. <laughs> so we autographed their pajamas. And that oh. was kind of a fun little thing. <laughs> Magic marker, quick, quick, get on it, get on it. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Just to clarify, I have so many questions about this. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> were they, I think, so were they wearing their pajamas? I think that's the number you. one thing. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Byron. No, no, no bodies included. Uh, they were folded oh. very neatly, you know, in a nice mm-hmm. little square <laughs> under their pillow but you know oh. i love that i wonder if that, anyone still has their oh, autographed that would, pjs wouldn't that be that so be cool, cool. well i think awesome. they probably would be embarrassed to share them because we also probably wrote something really snarky like clean up this pigsty <laughs> you know <laughs> you know oh, well, he probably know. came back and went oh they wrote on my pajamas for yeah. away you know right exactly, <laughs> exactly. yeah oh and another memory i have um mm-hmm. that tour was 33 nights out of 36 days and it was exhausting we're really tired but the bus went from london to a northern part of england and then back to the south and then back to the north and then down to the southwest so we were you know england's so small you had to do it that way you couldn't go like in the united states you play in chicago the next night you can play in you know ohio 500 miles away and you've got a whole new audience but so we're coming in after having been in the bus all night long and it's early morning, and we arrive at our hotel in Ascot, very shishi Ascot, right? And this very um, <laughs> proper doorman, you know, opened the door and said, welcome to me by saying, enjoy your stay, sir. Well, I was so tired and so pissed. I lifted my T-shirt up. I flashed him my naked chest. He didn't miss a beat, and he said something like, well, miss, enjoy your stay. <laughs> boom boom you know he was right there it was so funny yeah I'm, I'm sure he's been telling that story ever since oh, i love yeah. that but you know I'm, and we talk about how exhausting that tour was i mean it really was i remember towards the end of that tour i think i'd had a black beauty i think i'd had a white cross or two and both mm. of those were uppers back in the day mm-hmm. may mm-hmm. have had an e little bit of cocaine but i doubt it you know and that was just it was a lot it really was man wow 
Well, thank you for telling me those were uppers because, you know, again, being from the Midwest. <laughs> you didn't know what they were. I went, what the hell is that? I thought you were talking about horses. So I thought we well, were yeah. going back to the Western theme, you know? <laughs> no, no. Giddy up. Giddy up. So well, that's Alice, what uppers will do, though. They will yeah, <laughs> make you go. yeah, there you go. Giddy up. <laughs> yeah. So, Alice, do you remember how the UK audiences received the Mother's Pride songs in concert? Um, they, like usual, they liked them. They loved them. Mm. You know, we would mix some of the Mother's Pride in with the standards that we always played. I think mm-hmm. we almost always did Ain't That Peculiar. We almost always did Badge, Borrowed Time. You know, um, mm-hmm. the English fans really got us. They got our music and they just let us know, you know. That's cool. Well, I have a memory being on this tour. Yeah. I was about five and a half, almost give it, six. Give it. <laughs> Fanny was on stage, but mm-hmm. I was backstage with my dad. So I was looking to the side of you. Yeah. And you ended your set and Roger Daltrey happened to be backstage watching you as well. And yeah. he was I'm wearing assuming the, the Roger Daltrey? The, the Roger wow. Daltrey yeah. from wow. The Who, although he wow. was just Roger to me at that time. <laughs> yeah. And I remember that he was wearing kind of dirty, faded blue jean overalls. Soft he, denim. Soft denim, oh, no shoes. He yeah. also didn't have a shirt on underneath. And oh, notice so he was that. not banned. Yeah, he was yep. not banned. <laughs> <laughs> and Fanny had just finished playing, and the audience was going wild, wanted you to play some more. And Roger picked me up and put me on his shoulders, oh. came out on stage to be there with all of you, and the audience went nuts oh wow how cool and i remember my perspective was staring out at the audience and they just were going nuts for roger but there was also this moment where people were going oh and pointing to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i couldn't understand why (laughs) yeah i think that kristen that probably would have been the rainbow theater Mm. yeah you know that was a a huge a large theater anyway as i remember it it was really really big and it was a great place to play um it wasn't not everybody got to play there you had to have a certain level of success to play there Mm -hmm. but uh that live concert was one of my favorites it's a good memory for me wow well speaking of live concerts Mm -hmm. that was a bit of a clue Ah. i'm really excited about our next episode because it's going to be a bit of a departure a bit of a journey for us wait wait kristen (laughs) your take departure journey what are we leaving Mm -hmm. on a jet plane we're going to denver again Oh, that's great. Alice, you sounded a little bit like Kermie the Frog there. (laughs) Better than solid gold. Ties in with John Denver. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to give all of you one clue besides Mm -hmm. the ones I've already given in the form of a Fanny song. So for the next episode, here's your clue.
Oh, Kristen, yes. that's a very good clip to play. <laughs> that's as a clue. Yeah, yeah, man. There are a lot of hints on that treasure map. Lots to read into. Well, who's making out with who? I, that's what I really want to know eventually. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> making out and then like okay, well, okay. You know. making out at the picture show probably high school right. boyfriend byron there you go there you, you go. Know? yeah or girlfriend yeah, but, okay but that's not part of the clue byron no. so you <laughs> know back in your box byron byron get back in your box <laughs> back there in the go. box there you go yeah. and so for the next episode where the mystery of what we're talking about will be solved for anybody out there who wants to try and string these clues together let us know mm-hmm. what you think let Play us along. know yep what you think the clues mean you can let us know at fannyrocks.com under this episode or wherever you get your social media so yeah you can send it to any of our social media uh, links and they're all there at the website yeah Perfect. and there's no prize Perfect. No, no prize. But at least you can come along for the ride. Bragging Bragging rights, yes. (laughs) All right, Kristen. I think that's a wrap, man. I think so, too. Byron, hit it. (laughs) 